0: Well, take your Bible, your Bible app, please, and go with me to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I want to begin at verse number 16, and I think I'll read all the way to verse 21. Most of the time, we'll just read John 3, 16, but there's a whole lot of good stuff before and after 16. Look at this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have present tense have eternal life for God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world but that the world might be saved through him he who believes in him is not condemned he who does not believe has been condemned already because he has not believed in the name of Jesus the only begotten son of God this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than light. and Their deeds were evil for everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. For God so loved the world that he gave grace to he gave. And whoever believes in him, believes in him. Faith, faith shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you're thankful for Jesus, take one of your hands, set it right here on your heart. Would you do that? And I want you to say it out loud with all you've got. Come on, lower floor, upper tier. Say it out loud. Say eyes to see. Ears to hear. A heart to receive. A mouth to confess. All of the good things. Come on, y'all, put some draw on that. Say, all the good things Christ has already provided for me. Now, be a blessing. Tell two people, say, it's for you too. Come on, tell them. Say, God's got goodness for you too. He really does. Well, we've entered one of my absolute favorite times of year. It is the Christmas season. And if you think about it, there are three things that are absolutely necessary to celebrating Christmas, at least here in America. Can you guess what those three things are? First of all, you have to have a Christmas list, right? You've got to make a list of the people that you want to buy gifts for want to make sure you have this name on your list, Ben Daly. And incidentally, since many of you ask me every year, I wear a large in shirts. I wear a 34, 32 in pants. On a good day, it's a 33. Come on, somebody. And I wear a 10 and a half in shoes. The second thing you have to have is a Christmas tree. The number one symbol of Christmas, I think, in the world is a Christmas tree. And then finally, you have to have a Christmas gift. I love talking about the list. I love talking about the tree. And I love talking about the ornament named Jesus who hung on a tree. Uh, But believe it or not, all three of these Christmas ideas, I find them in the gospel, in the good news. God made up the first Christmas list. He gave us the first Christmas tree. Not only gave the first, but he gave the greatest gift. And what a gift he gave when he gave us the life of Christ. How many of you know uh, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. And if you're thankful for the life of Jesus, you ought to clap your hands and give him praise because you are filled with the life of God. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk about the list, the tree, the gift, the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to encourage you to use your social media as a tool to invite people because I'm going to share the gospel. As a matter of fact, if you don't have the Calvary Church app, You can download it at the app store. Just put in one word, Calvary Church CC, and we keep talking about this because this app is being updated every day. And uh, this week, I want you to tap Christmas on the bottom menu bar of the Calvary app and share some of the exclusive Christmas at Calvary shareables. Let the world know they can come hear good news. How many of you know the world is full of bad news? Bad opinions, bad advice. But there's a whole lot of good news that people need to hear. So the reason there's a Christmas, I believe, is because God had a Christmas list. Fact is, his list was uh, finished before the world began. And God had a Christmas tree in mind before you and I were born. And God had a Christmas gift before anyone ever knew what Christmas was. And Christmas is built around these things. Three things. And so we're going to spend some time today talking about God's Christmas list. You know, one of the things that change, if you hadn't figured this out yet, as you get older, is your Christmas list. Right? When I was a kid, I want you to know that my Christmas list was very short, there was only one name on that list. Mine. (laughs) Made sure my mom and dad got my list. I want to show you what's on my list. All right, maybe I hadn't grown out of that. I gave Kim my list a couple weeks ago. Come on. But I, I was the only name on that list because the one person I wanted to make sure not to be left out of Christmas was me it was all about me and then as I got older and some of you know what I'm talking about my list began to change and one of the first things that changed was that my name was completely off the list and the next thing that changed my list began to grow and now here I am you know 40 something years old and the first thing I do when I get ready for Christmas is I make out my list And now I put down all the people that I want to buy gifts for. My name is not on that list. I write down the names of people that I want to buy a gift for. And there's a verse in the Bible, we just read it, that tells us about God's Christmas list. And I love it because it tells us who is on it. In fact, if you were to say, is there a verse of Scripture that that you would recommend that I learn. I would probably say this one right here. If you're going to memorize it, memorize John 3:16. As a matter of fact, I want to put it here, uh, right here in front of you on this screen so that we can read it together. Are you all ready? Let's read. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 25 words in this verse. And the middle word, the 13th word, is the word son, which refers to who? To Jesus Christ. The first half of this verse is all about God. The second half is all about us. The first half is all about grace. This is amazing. The second half is all about faith. For God so loved the world, he gave, he gave, He gave his only begotten. How many of you know that's grace? The second half of the verse, that whoever believes in, believes in, believes in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. Believes in him. That's faith. I think that's why Paul said in Ephesians 2, for it is by grace that you are saved through faith. Not of yourself. It is a gift. And if you're thankful for the gift this Christmas, somebody say yes. So what I just gave you in a nutshell is the message of the gospel. It's the message of, of Christmas. Both this Christmas verse and this Christmas season ought to remind us of some things that we should never, ever forget. As a matter of fact, lower floor, upper tier, just lift up your hands in his presence because I am declaring today that as you get a revelation of God's love for you that you are going to walk out of this place with more assurance, with more confidence, and more boldness. And if you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise. Come on. That's what the gospel will do. Faith comes alive when you hear it. Faith comes by hearing this this good news. Number one, I want you to write it down. You can put it there in your app under notes. Write this down. God has you on his personal list hey that's good news under religion you never know if you made the list but the gospel lets you know that you did and I know you're you're dying to know some of you wondering well I just got to know that I make the list well let's see if you made it we just read it for God so loved the world The the what the what the what are you in the world Are you in the world? Why are some of you asking your neighbor? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. Am I? Are you in the world? Then you made the list. For God so loved the world. God's list includes everybody. I'm going to come back to this, but I'm so glad that Jesus is better than Santa. Santa's into karma, Jesus is into grace. Santa's making a list, checking it twice, trying to find out this year if you've been naughty or nice. That's a thug right there. Let me tell you what the good news means. It means that God loves me. God loves you. But it also means that God loves those y'all that we find hard to love. Uh Uh-oh. There's nobody in this world that God doesn't love, and that ought to be really good news for you. God loves every one of us. The Bible says he loves us unconditionally. God never made a person that he did not love and if christmas tells you anything it ought to tell you this that you matter to god and god loves what does it say the world and the only thing that has to be true of you For God to love you is that you be in the world. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how many times some of you say, I've turned my back. And some of you say, I have walked away. And some of you say, I have disobeyed. I've even denied. I've even forsaken God. But I just want you to hear today that God loves you. In fact, I want you to know that God can't help himself. Because the Bible says in 1 John 4, verse number 6, Sixteen. Watch this. God is love. Look at that carefully. It does not say that God loves. It says he is love. Which means everything flows from love. Even the wrath of God flows from the love of God. The reason you're alive. The reason your heart is beating right now, the reason your lungs are breathing now is because God loves you and God made you in order to love you. And here's what's so awesome. A whole lot of people just talk, oh, I love you, but nobody proves it. God said, I proved my love for you. I didn't just say it, I proved it. Look at this, he proved he loved you. First John four, nine and 10 says, God showed you how much he loved you, how? By sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life, have present tense eternal life through him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent Jesus as a sacrifice. The cross was not an execution, it was a substitution. He did not die for you, he died as you. In him you lived and moved and had your being. Now in you, he lives and moves and has his being. The reality is this, if you don't know you died with Christ, watch this, then you'll never really live. That's why you need to hear this gospel that he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away the sins of the world once and for all. Wow. God doesn't just say he loves you. He showed you that he loves you. I heard about a guy who was always telling his girlfriend, baby, said I would die for you what he said. And finally she said, you're always saying it, but you never do it. <laughs> and I had to tell Kim, that's enough. Calm down. That's enough. That's enough. God didn't just say it. He showed it. God loves you because he is love. God loves you because you're in the world. There's no other because to God's love. He doesn't love you Can I talk to somebody today that thinks he loves you because you're good? He doesn't love you because you're good. He doesn't love you because you deserve it. He doesn't love you because you earned it. He doesn't even love you because you love him. back. He doesn't love you because he sent Jesus to die for you. He sent Jesus to die for you because he loves you. And and God's love means so much. And I wish... I, I wish the world would get a hold of this because at Calvary, I love looking around this house because we have a revelation of, of of the love of God and I love it. Just look around this room right now and you're going to see the love of God. Don't you love it? Just look around. Look around. Look to the right. Look to the left. Just look at all the different kinds of people that God loves. Don't you like that? That God's love, uh, you know, means that it's not just a national love when it says that he loves the world it's not just a national love because how many of you are glad he loves the gentile just as much as he loves the jew and it's not just a political love let me tell you something it, 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 it's nasty and it's gonna get nastier in 2020 but i'm so glad that we preach the gospel and know that god loves the republican just as much he loved the democrat come on and i'm gonna keep preaching this gospel And it's not a racial love because he loves a black man just as much as he loves the white man. And it's not a financial love because he loves the poor just as much as he loves the rich. And it's not just a physical love because he loves the unlovely just as much as he loves the lovely. And it's not an intellectual love because he loves the ignorant just as much as the educated. It is a total love. He loves the world. And because you are in the world, are you ready for this? Lift up your hands. I just declared over you today. Guess what? You made his list. And if you're thankful for that, clap your hands and give God praise. Well, how can he love me with so many kids? A mother of seven kids was asked how she divided her love among so many children. And here's what she said. She said, you don't divide, you multiply. Yeah, and that's exactly what God's done. He's multiplied his love to every person on, on the planet. This is such good news. And this Christmas, you gotta be reminded that, that you're on this list. But Christmas ought to remind you of something else. I'm going quick. Write it down. God keeps you in his Continual love. God keeps you in his continual love. Look at these two words right here. Go back to John 3, 16. It says what? For God so loved the world. Stop right there. So loved. For God. For God, say it. So loved the world. There is a big difference between the love that God has for us and the love that we have for God or the love that we have for one another. And I get it. Over and over, we're commanded in the Bible to love, right? We're commanded to what? Well, love your neighbor. Well, love your spouse. Well, love each other. Love the community of faith. Love God. But what you've got to understand is that for the human being, the only way we can truly love is if we are bearing the fruit of the Spirit, which is God's love. Or we are expressing the life of Jesus through us. Watch this. The Bible says, New Covenant believer, that we love, watch, because we understand how loved we truly are. The reason why some of you are so mean is because you don't know how loved you are. If you don't know how loved you are, you'll never be able to truly love. And you don't have to command God. You know what I love about this? You don't have to command God to love anybody. As a matter of fact, you couldn't command God to love even if you wanted to, but you don't have to because we've already seen it. What? 1 John 4. Again, God is love. I think that's one of the most talked about characteristics of God, His love. But it's also one of the most misunderstood because it says God is love. It doesn't say love is God. It says God is love. It doesn't say love is God. How many of you know there is a big difference? It would be the same difference as saying, My dog is a girl, or My girl is a dog. (laughs) If God is love, let me tell you what that means. It means. That God's love, here it is, has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with him. Because see, other people may love you. Don't you miss this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have found that people love you because of whatever, the way you look. They love you because of what you can do for them. They love you because you appeal to them. They love you because you influence them. But God doesn't love you because of you. Watch this. He loves you because of him. He loves you because he is. Love, and you cannot influence God's love. You can't do something so good that it'll make God love you more than he loves you right now, and here's the good news. You can't do something so bad that it'll make God love you any less than he does right now. As a matter of fact, I just want you to hear the voice of your father today speaking over you because I'm telling you something. You got a whole lot of opinions in this life that are spoken over you, that are false opinions. But I want you to hear the voice of the Father over you right now. Lift up your hands and just receive this right now. I just declare over you, the Father says, Jeremiah 31, 3, he says this, and I don't care what you're facing right now. I don't care what you're looking at right now. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. Hear the Father speak this over you. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Just keep those hands lifted. Psalm 89.2, hear the Father. He says this, my unfailing love will last forever. It's not gonna wear out. It's never gonna end. It's never gonna fail. I love you on your good days. I love you on your bad days. I don't love you more today than I did yesterday, and I don't love you any less today than I will tomorrow. And if you are thankful for the love of God, clap your hands and give God praise. Come on. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Wow. And here's a crazy thought did you know that that even people who are in hell today because they rejected the love of god they are still loved by god they tried to stiff arm god they stupidly resisted a salvation that's already theirs thanks to jesus you cannot stop his love that's because god's love is based on his character and god is love and i get it human love has limits but god will never stop loving you wow and this christmas i just want to remind you that you're in god's conditional love. you can't go where god does not love you. You can't act in such a way that he's going to say, well, I just quit loving you. You cannot reach the limits. You can reach the limits of human love, but you cannot reach the limits of God's love. And I get it. The love that a lot of people have wears out. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I mean, love, even in a marriage without Jesus, it like dries up. And many times you got a spouse that'll walk in and say something like this. Well, I just don't love you anymore. Wow. Well, Thank God for Jesus. I may not be able to love you, but how many of you know Jesus in me can love you? Yeah. 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 Christmas reminds me of this final truth that I just want to declare over you because this is so good. It's about a gift that you've received. As a matter of fact, put your hand right here on your belly and just remind yourself this Christmas, say, I've received a gift. God wants to give you his eternal life. It's right there, John 3. Look at that. You're on God's list. You're on that list because of his continual love. He loved you enough to put you on that list. He wants to give you what? Eternal life. Look at it. Read the rest of it. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have, present tense, eternal life. Think about that for a moment. The moment you believed in Jesus, you were given life as a gift. The cross did not save you the cross reconciled you it was the resurrection Romans 5 says that saved you you received life you were dead in sin he resurrected you to new life eternal life here and now how many of you know in religion it's always about something way out there in the future there's always distance and delay but think about this. On Christmas morning, we're going to wake up in our different homes and hopefully we'll exchange, you know, some gifts. And, and think about that for a minute. You're not going to sit there and go, now, here you go. Here's your gift. You're going to get your gift, but you're going to get it in 10 years. Here you go. Wait on it. You're going to get it. Merry Christmas. You're going to get it in 15 years, 20 years. No. You get the gift right there because that's what Christmas is about. Christmas reminds us that we have Christ's life now, immediately, watch this, not just in the sweet by and by, but how many of you glad we've got life in the nasty here and now? Wow. So there are some people who think you have to wait until you get to heaven to have eternal life. No, that's not true. Listen to what the Bible says. 1 John 5, 13 says, hey, I write these things to you who believe. How many of you believe in Jesus? Let me see. Okay, look at this. Those of you who believe so that you may know that you have, present tense, eternal life. The moment you received him, you were given life. It's not what you're going to get. Put your hand right here. Remind yourself. Say, I've already got it. Life, I've already got it. Peace, I've already got it. Joy, I've already got it. Provision, I've already got it. Healing, I've already got it. Because I've got the gift. All of it's found in the same person Jesus. Listen to these two. Statements back to back. John 5, 24 says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes, believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. No more fear. No more fear. Fear has terror. No more fear. Perfect love casts out fear. You've received life. You've crossed over from death to life. Look at John 6, 47. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. Now, eternal life doesn't begin when you die. It begins when you believe. Which means what, believer? You don't die your way into heaven. You live your way into heaven. Because you already have life. And did you know, I used to struggle kind of understanding eternal and everlasting. Synonyms. Meaning the same thing. Everlasting is only half the meaning of eternal. It says you have eternal life. Eternal life lasts forever. But eternal life also has no beginning. So, eternal life, by definition, are you ready for this? Is life with no beginning and life with no end. Which means what? Whose life do you have? You have God's life. See, I get it. Our own life, Ben Daly's life, it's got a beginning. I was born, about ready to celebrate another birthday, January. I was born January 12th. Ben Daly was born. I have a beginning. I was born January 12th, 1900. None of your business. Amen. I don't look a day over 31. I tell Kim that all the time, and she laughs at me. I was born January 12th. Twelve. that's when my life began. But now, hey, I'm a possessor of eternal life, a life that has no beginning, a life that has no end. Whose life do I possess? Eternal life means enjoying God's divine life. Why do you think Colossians says this? Christ is your life. When are you going to get it? Christianity is not behavior modification or an upgrade on your old life when are you gonna get it it's not your old life made better and it's not your old life made longer eternal life is an altogether different life it's a life the bible says that has now been imparted in you believer you have the life of god and if you believe it give god praise right now and somebody shout thank you jesus Are y'all getting it? I'm trying to bless somebody that keeps thinking that Christianity is just a ticket to heaven someday. Stop it. It's possessing Christ's life within your physical shell. And somebody needs to get this this Christmas when it feels like life is coming in on you right now, you need to be reminded, greater is he that is in you than anything going on in this world. And if you believe it, somebody say yes. That's where you need to focus. That's where you need to focus. And this means that here and now, you participate in God's divine life. So what you lost in one garden, was restored in another garden. Yeah. The life once lost in Eden is now restored through Christ. Listen, Christ's death reconciled. Reconciled you, restored relationship with God. That was the cross. The resurrection was what? He saves us. We receive life. Can I just encourage somebody this Christmas? Don't push into the future what christ has already provided in the present some of you need to be reminded this christmas you're not waiting for joy say i've already got it you're not waiting for healing say you're not waiting for peace say it you're not waiting for joy say it you're not waiting for life say it well if you really believe you got it go ahead and say thank you that's the greatest statement of faith right there I've already got it. I've alre- thank you, Jesus. That's the greatest statement of faith. Say thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to get you to believe that Jesus is better than Santa. You may want to close the kiddo's ears right here. Because are you beginning to see why Jesus is better than Santa? Santa, he's got an exclusive list. You got to be a good boy. You got to be a good girl. But, but Jesus has an inclusive list. Which means what? You were naughty. But he was still good to you. Santa lives in the North Pole. Jesus lives everywhere. Santa rides on a sleigh. Jesus rides in and through you. Santa comes once a year but Jesus is an ever present help in time of trouble Santa he just fills your stockings with little goodies but watch this Jesus he supplies all of your needs according to his glorious riches Santa comes down a chimney and by the way it's uninvited But Jesus, the Bible says, stands at the door and knocks. You got to wait in line to see Santa. But Jesus, thank God, somebody knows he's as close at the mention of his name. Yeah. Santa lets you sit on his lap, but somebody needs to know today that Jesus lets you rest in his arms. Yeah, I'm having fun now. Santa doesn't know your name. All he says is, Hello, little boy. Hello, little girl. And Jesus, he knew your name before you were ever born. And by the way, he gives you permission to say his name in the name of Jesus. You got the same authority that he has. All Santa can say is, Ho, ho, ho. But Jesus offers health, help and healing i'm going somewhere with this santa says you better not cry jesus says i'll wipe away every tear from your eye santa he puts a couple gifts under a tree but i'm so glad that jesus became our gift that hung on a tree but thank god he resurrected from that tomb to give us new life. And if anybody's thankful for Jesus, clap your hands and give God praise. Come on. Okay, now plug the kids' ears. Plug the kids' ears. Santa's alive. And Jesus said, I am the truth. Are y'all getting this? I want you to begin to believe it. Santa's a thug. If you're good enough, he'll give you a gift. But if you're bad, he gives you cold. And he's creepy because he stares at you while you're sleeping. And I don't want an old man looking at me while I'm asleep. Watch, Santa gives you what you deserve. Don't miss this. Santa's into karma. Jesus is into grace. Thank God I didn't get what I deserved. I got what Jesus deserved. And if you're thankful for Jesus, clap your hands and give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Sorry I messed with y'all. Jesus is better. And I'm going to keep telling you, He's better. And you need to be reminded of this every day. Every day. I was thinking about a story that I heard a while back, and uh, the story is about a man who uh, he was so shy, so timid, had no confidence, and uh, and he was intimidated by this by this woman that he just he just wanted to, you know, really spend time with, and so the only thing he knew to do was to send her um, a rose every day, and that's what he did. And finally, she came to him and said, "Why are you doing this?" And he said, well, I'm just wondering, you know, he couldn't even look her in the eye. He said, I was just wondering if you would go out with me. And they, and they did go out. And, and did you know they, they, they want, wound up getting married and, um, and enjoyed their marriage? And, and what was so cool about the story, real story, is that he had a rose delivered to her every day of their marriage. And, and, um, and years later, he died. And, and, and the day after the funeral, um, there was, a, there was a, a, a knock at the door and, and she opened the door and, um, and she said to the, to the delivery man, she said, oh, there's, there's no need for you to be here. She said, um, it's not even necessary for you to do it anymore. You see, my, my husband died. And I love what I read. The florist said this. Is, I, I, I guess you don't know this, but your husband made arrangements. That as long as you are alive, you will be reminded every day of his love for you. And every day, you are on his list. And there is a rose that is waiting for you every day. I think there's a reason that they call Jesus the rose of Sharon. Did you know the rose is called the perfect flower? And did you know the Bible says that perfect love? If you don't grow in a revelation of God's perfect love for you, there will always be fear and fear has torment and you will not be bold and you will not be confident and you will not walk in assurance. And every day the gospel is this declaration of God's perfect love for every one of you. And Jesus is perfect love. I want a couple of guys to take these roses and I want you just to move a little bit up the aisles. I want every one of you to lift your hands right now. Lift them up. Lift them up high. I even want you to go into the upper tier. Lift them up high and I just want you to believe and receive his love right now now I am going to declare over you God's opinion of you and as I declare this I want you to hear him speaking over you now guys don't move yet but I'm asking the Holy Spirit that you would set one rose in the hands of somebody Somebody today that has got to be reminded that they are loved. And I want them to hear the Father's opinion of them. With hands lifted, hear the Father even now this Christmas season say this to you. Go ahead, guys, move slowly. Hey, beloved. Hey, beloved, beloved. You are my beloved. I'm madly in love with you. This is the Father speaking to you. I'll never, I'll never be mad at you. I promise nothing you do or anyone else does to you can tear my love away from you. Hear the Spirit of God today as he declares, my love for you is unshakable. It's my passion to love you. I know you failed. I I know you've messed up. I I, I get it. I I know what religion says. I I understand that, that. That religion says clean yourself up. Then you can come to God. No, Jesus, hear him. He says come to me and I'll make you clean. I know what religion says. It says climb up to God and save yourself. But hear Jesus say I climbed that cross to save you. It's my passion to love you. Hear the Father. It's my passion to love you. I care for you. And I promise that no matter what you face, no matter what you're facing right now, no matter what you are going through right now, I will be with you to comfort you and to remind you over and over and over again that no matter what happens, you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. I am fully devoted to you. Yeah. You don't have to fear that you've gone too far. You don't have to fear that you've fallen too far and you're disqualified from my love. Believer, you don't have to fear judgment or punishment. His love has no limits. My love, he says, has no limits. And for the next 20 seconds, lift your hands and just receive right now. There's a healing of your soul. Receive it now. Receive it now. He loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Oh, how he loves. loves. Lift those hands, say, he loves. loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves come on lift those hands make it personal say he loves me he loves me oh how lift it up care if you felt like you fell too far. Say, He loves me. Oh, how He loves. Oh, how He loves. Oh, how He loves. Come on, everybody, lift those hands. Say, He loves us. He loves. in the name of Jesus. Terror goes in the name of Jesus. Anxiety goes in the name of Jesus. Dread goes in the name of Jesus. Depression goes in the name of Jesus. Come on, every voice, lift it up. Say, he loves us. Oh, how he loves. Oh, how he loves. Oh, how he loves. One more time. Come on, lift it up. Say, he loves us.